Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to everyone listening today how much you truly love each and every one of them. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverbs 26, beginning in verse 1. As snow in summer and rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting for a fool. Like a flitting sparrow, like a flying swallow, so a curse without cause shall not alight. A whip for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the fool's back. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. He who sends a message by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet and drinks violence. Like the legs of the lame that hang limp is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Like one who binds a stone in a sling is he who gives honor to a fool. Like a thorn that goes into the hand of a drunkard is a proverb in the mouth of fools. The great God who formed everything gives the fool his hire and the transgressor his wages. As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. The lazy man says, there is a lion in the road. A fierce lion is in the streets. As a door turns on its hinges, so does a lazy man on his bed. The lazy man buries his hand in the bowl. It wearies him to bring it back to his mouth. The lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. He who passes by and meddles in a quarrel not his own is like one who takes a dog by the ears. Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no tail-bearer, strife ceases. As charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a tail-bearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the inmost body. Fervent lips with a wicked heart are like earthenware covered with silver dross. He who hates disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself. When he speaks kindly, do not believe him. 
for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and he who rolls a stone will have it roll back on him. A lying tongue hates those who are crushed by it, and a flattering mouth works ruin. Friends, today I'm going to look at verses 13 through 15. And Proverb 26, verses 13 through 15, is talking about the lazy man. It says, The lazy man says, There is a lion in the road. A fierce lion is in the streets. This verse is telling me to what extent a lazy man will go to make excuses for why he doesn't want to do anything. Here is saying that there's a lion outside and that lion is preventing him from going out and doing what he should be doing. Let's look at verse 14. As a door turns on its hinges, so does the lazy man on his bed. This verse is telling us that people who are lazy are so lazy they don't want to even get out of bed. They're wide awake and yet all they want to do is turn over from side to side on their bed because they don't want to get up and face a new day and get to work. And 15 says, the lazy man buries his hand in the bowl. It wearies him to bring it back to his mouth. This verse is telling us he's even so lazy, he doesn't want to eat. Wow, I think these three verses are very telling us. But basically, these verses are convincing us that being lazy is not a good way to be. Let's take a look at chapter 27. We began this on Monday's podcast, so if you would like to go back to Monday's podcast, uh, you know, I recommend you do that if you get a chance. Many of you may not have the time to do that, but if you have the time, you may want to take a look at that. We ended with uh, verse 14 on Monday's podcast, and today we're going to take a look at three portions of Scripture. And many of you are familiar with each of these. The first one is taking the place of Barabbas. The second one is the soldiers mock Jesus. And the third is Jesus on the cross. So let's begin with verse 15 of chapter 27. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over 
because of envy. Now, Pilate is doing everything he can to save Jesus at this time. He has talked with Jesus. He has come to the conclusion that this man is innocent of any wrongdoing, and he doesn't want anything at all to do with putting an innocent man to death. This is the last thing that he wants to do. So he's feeling, I know what I'm going to do. Because Barabbas was an insurrectionist. He had caused all kinds of turmoil. He was a notorious criminal. He was a murderer. And they said, there's no way they're going to prefer Barabbas to be let free than Jesus, because Jesus really hasn't done anything wrong. He felt if he gave them that opportunity, they would come to their senses and select Jesus, and then he would be able to set him free. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that just man. For I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. Now imagine that you are Pilate and receive this message from your wife. And now your wife is also coming to the conclusion that Jesus is innocent. And she's saying, don't have anything at all to do with this. Rid your hands of this. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas. So let's go back to Monday's podcast, and we talked about evil people. And here is an example that the chief priests and the elders of the church are indeed evil people. They are now convincing the entire mob of people to ask for a murderer to be released rather than Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? He's trying to maintain his composure here, but he is not enjoying this one bit. They all said to him, Let him be crucified. Then the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising. So basically the chief priests have instigated this, and so now they are actually going to begin an insurrection. They are starting to be as bad as Barabbas had been. 
And so Pilate is saying, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? And the thing about it was Pilate had already had a few things on his record having to do with issues dealing with the Jews. And the last thing on earth he wanted was another stain on his record. So let's begin in verse 24 again. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. And basically he gave them permission to do what they wanted to do. But one last thing he did. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, and when he had scourged Jesus, this was his last hope. Pilate was hoping that if he scourged Jesus, that the people would come again to their senses and saying, that is enough. Do not crucify him. He's been through enough. But, let's listen to 26, the entire thing again. Then he released Barabbas to them, and when he had scourged Jesus, and they still did not relent, he delivered him to be crucified. Friends, these chief priests and these elders were evil, evil people. Now let's look at the soldiers mocking Jesus. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium, and the praetorium was where the governor lived, kind of like the governor's mansion, and gathered the whole garrison around him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him And the soldiers, which were Roman soldiers, did this to mock Jesus because he has told them that he is a king. So they are mocking him as a king. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. When they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And a reed was like a scepter. In other words, it was something that a king held in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. So let's reenact what has happened here. When Jesus was scourged, he took 39 stripes on his back. 
and the scourging would be like a cat of nine tails. And so when they put this thing in his back and they'd ripped it off, skin would actually fly off. The book of Isaiah says that he was marred beyond recognition. They had so much flesh that had been taken off of Jesus' body, he wasn't even recognizable. Let's close today's podcast beginning in verse 32. And it says, Now as they came, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, him they compelled to bear his cross. Jesus is so weak by what he's been through up to this point, he doesn't have the physical strength to carry this Roman cross. Now these crosses were heavy things, and they probably easily weighed 100 pounds. So anyway, Jesus no longer has to carry that cross But this man from Cyrene, which is a small uh, nation in Africa, and when they had come to a place called Golgotha, that is to say place of a skull, they gave him sour wine mingled with gall to drink. But when he had tasted it, he would not drink. Then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there, and they put up over his head the accusation written against him. And we are going to close here What I'd like for you to do is I want you to close your eyes. I want you to reenact in your mind what has just taken place. That they release this notorious criminal, an insurrectionist, a murderer, and he's released to them. Then you see Jesus being taken away and they're scourging him. And my guess is there were many that went to go see that. They were so filled with hatred. They wanted to see Jesus suffer. It is unimaginable what he had to go through. And then even after being scourging, and friends, the process of scourging killed many, many people. Many people didn't even make it past that stage of scourging. And I'd like to let some of you know, because you may not know this, but crucifixion on a cross was only for the worst criminals. And that, to me, is one of the hardest things for me to accept, because Jesus never did anything wrong in his entire life. And yet he was led away as one of the worst offenders of that time. He had to take on all the sins of the world on his body over that three-hour period. 
And I can just imagine the thoughts that were going through Jesus' mind. The suggested scripture reading today is what I ordinarily tell you to do. Please reread Proverbs 26 in its entirety. Proverbs 26 talks about fools. It talks about lazy people. It talks about people who enjoy gossip. And it's a hard proverb to read because a lot of us don't do a lot of the things that are spoken of in Proverbs 26. But it is a reminder of how not to be. And if you would, please reread chapter 27 of Matthew. It's hard to read the 27th chapter of Matthew without having quite a bit of emotion. This is Jesus suffering. This is Jesus going through everything he had to go through. But keep in mind, he did it with you in mind. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If you have never taken that step today, today is your day. After this podcast today, I would think anyone is ready to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. He has just died on a cross for you. He's just been put up there, and He did it for you, and He did it for me. If you've never taken that step, repeat this prayer. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to earth. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God, and you died on that cross for me personally. You have taken away all my sins, but in order for my sins to be taken away, I have got to receive the free gift of salvation which only you offer. I believe that you died on that cross. I believe that you were buried. And on the third day you rose again. And I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you repeated that prayer, reach out to me on my website, wisdomtodaybk.com. BK are my initials, Bill Kelly. You will see a contact tab at the top of that page. Simply click on that tab, enter in your name, let me know you repeated that prayer, and I will be back with you. Congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. You are now my brother or sister. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.